Hey guys, just a quick one before today's episode. There's a little bit of interference at times on the episode where I think my signal goes down, but it tends to be for about two or three seconds at a time. So if you hear those moments throughout the episode, please be patient and I'll make sure I rectify the problem immediately. Enjoy, guys. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Now, my guest needs no introduction, but I'm going to do my best to give it one. So you may have heard of the man who was able to train with Ben Pukulski in his lead-up to the Arnolds. Uh, there's a vicious rumour going about that he actually has a picture of Ben on his left glute because of that. But also, you may have heard of him from the fact he's been in the industry for 15 years developing his body, his mind, his craft, and ultimately his business. It is a man that's had a huge influence on my career to date and still does and forever will. It is the one, the only Mark Cole. So how are we doing, buddy? I think it's an absolute treat and a pleasure for me, uh, the fact that over the past two, three, four, five years, I have learnt from yourself, your team, everything you've done, and I think that the listeners today will get some golden nuggets on perhaps how to improve not only their physique, but also if they had a coach, perhaps how they can improve their coaching business. So for the listeners out there who perhaps don't know about Mark Coles, could you give us a, a brief introduction to, to who you are, your career and your, your bodybuilding career to date? Well, I think before I do, if I may say so, this is your podcast and these are your listeners. Um, so uh, I want to say again, thank you for having me on. But most of all, um, being somebody who supports and helps and teaches fitness professionals, um, I get the privilege to be a part of your journey. Um, and I- I've watched you as a physique athlete, a bodybuilder, uh, a businessman, grow from strength to strength over the last four or five years um, and I just uh, I know that the people that work with you, the people that follow you um, are in a very privileged position to have you as their coach and the people who work for your team are in a very privileged position because um, there are certain people in the fitness industry that take knowledge and don't just train people they, they they try and scale their influence they try and reach more people um, and also there's people that really put some real effort behind building their reputation their brand and, and you're somebody that has um, not expected you've just done the work and there's a lot of people in the fitness industry that expect results to come to them expect a reputation to come for them and I talk about reputation we'll get into this in the podcast today but um you know, you know, you're someone that hasn't asked for a reputation. You've just known that you've got to do the work, and you are building your reputation year on year as an incredible physique coach. And uh, you know, for anybody watching this that aspires to be a physique coach, have a team, um, and, and train people all over the world, um, keep following you because you, you're doing an incredible job, mate. Thank you, buddy. I I massively appreciate that. Um... For those of you that don't know, I, I've had a couple of business calls with Mark over the years and you he, he told me some home truths about what I needed to do and where I needed to go um, and perhaps the most poignant memory for me was I, I applied to work for you and we agreed that I wasn't quite there yet and you told me what I needed to go do and how I needed to get better and it was the best thing you could have done, my man. And I just appreciate to the hills and back that call, the calls after about how you told me to stop trying to be someone I was not. And if I'm honest, at the time, I was too stubborn to listen to myself. But when you told me that, I was like, I'm going to listen to what Mark says. So, mate, your words 
are, are too kind. But, you, you know, I still remember uh, being at the M10 camp. 2016, I came down and uh, I was on the Stairmaster. I was prepping at the time and, and you were training legs and a few other, your team members. And I just remember the atmosphere was electric and that sort of standard of excellence you have was something I was like, I want some of this. This is what I need to do to be better. And it definitely inspired me from that day. It just, the standard went from here to just boom, right up there. So I, I, for that and so many other things, man, I can't thank you enough for it. But, but... Thank you, Vaughan. I really appreciate that. And, and it's a really important point to make here because um, those of you who don't know me, you know, I, I've been in the industry actually 18 years. And um, it's it's been one hell of a journey. I started off much like the majority of personal trainers, which I can relate. This is the reason why I relate so much to personal trainers and try not to um, try very consciously to um, remain uh, aligned and uh, approachable to trainers from year one all the way up to people that are 12, 13 years in more. You know, uh, I'm currently working with somebody that's been in the industry 16 years who's still trying to drive their business forward. But our business and our, our, our brand works with trainers very much so in the first one to five years. But I've been there um, and I know what it takes to go through this industry. And I, I'm currently writing a book at the moment and one of the big sections of it, I kind of look back at a time when something made a big impact in me. And I had, and M10 had, and the team had an impact in you. You saw something that you wanted, you aligned yourself with it. Well, when I first watched Charles Poliquin, the great Charles Poliquin, who's, no, who's sadly no longer with us, deliver his coaching sessions, deliver his seminars, and speak about his minimum level of standards to be a coach, uh, they resonated with me at the time. His stature, his confidence, and his stories about how long he had dedicated to doing what he did. And I went, immediately when I looked at him, I went, well, there's a minimum standard that I expect to be, but I'm also under no illusion of how long it will take. Yeah. And when you said, you know, there's a standard that M10 have, you know, we're actually, we've got a board meeting on, in January with myself and the team uh, who helped manage M10 and develop systems to really realign again our standards, our values, our vision, and the, the, the journey that we expect everybody to go through with M10 because we're constantly reevaluating it. And, and it stemmed very much from those early days with Charles Poliquin watching the level of excellence and standards that they have. And I think this is something that, you know, I teach a lot, um, you know, teach so much about aligning what standards truly matter to you and then working to, to develop them. And this is something that you and I have only talked recently about, you know, what's the standards for your team? What's the minimum expectations for your training? When you go into a training session, you know, what's the minimum you're going to get out of there? What's the maximum you can get out of there? And it all, all of this stuff to do with training and your mindset towards training and your mindset towards your business and your mindset towards your life you know, it, it's got to be at a certain level for you to achieve any level of greatness. I completely and wholeheartedly agree with you, buddy. And I guess that leads me on to the first question. For those of you who don't know, Mark runs a podcast that's called Mastery. And I think that you have been on this sort of quest of self-mastery for a very, very long time. And that, that sort of shines through in, in everything you just said. But 
for for anyone listening that perhaps doesn't know what self mastery is, let's take it right back to you know the days where you were first a, a PT. I'm sure for a health club. From that day, and from everything you just said about Poliquin, you know how did how did implementing this journey to self mastery benefit your physique, your business, and perhaps it, those standards you just talked about. But if you could just go into a bit more detail, I think that'd be be awesome in regards to where did it all start for you? Well, the first thing I want to say is that we have to understand that we are responsible, 110% responsible for the destination that we want to end up at. That's the most important thing. Yep. And there are roadblocks, there are emotional challenges, mental challenges, physical challenges on the way. But self-mastery is ultimately making the most out of your mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical self. It's the pursuit to never stop making those areas better. So, for example, if you consistently eat right, push the boundaries with your training, you know, I, I put a post out the other day of an eight-year journey of my physique. And at that time, I didn't have long-term relationships. I didn't have much connection with friends. I ate my meals every day. I take my, took my Tupperwares every, every single place that I went. Um, like you do, I trained at a level of intensity, which, you know, right now today, I, I, um, how I was training then, it's not replicated today because other priorities have come in my life. Sure. But I still train freaking hard. But but to get that level of mastery with my physique, it, it required taking my mental, physical, spiritual being to a point whereby I would say, right, what is it missing? And one of the things about self-mastery is um, one, one, one thing is about remaining in control with the destination that you want to get to. So owning your destination. And then it's being able to look up... Um, uh, look at every single aspect of your ability to get to that destination and to work on every single aspect as much as you physically can, which requires a commitment to learn and educate and develop, but most of all, take action. Um, and so what happened in the early days is, give you a little bit of context, um, before I started personal training, I was at a point where I was lost. I was social. I played rugby for 22 years. Loved every part of my rugby, um, but was always trying to find where I fitted. Always trying to find where did I fit before I became a personal trainer, and that was one of my biggest challenges. I would say that when people are angry, aggressive, uh, frustrated, they're trying to work something out because you're not angry, you're not horrible, you're not rude when you're happy. And when you're not happy, you, you tend to look at different situations and be very reactive because that situation gives you an opportunity to vent anger, which is actually in a different form. It's, it's if you're angry at your partner, possibly you're angry at yourself for doing something that you're not achieving, but that partner is getting the brunt of it. Yeah. So I started to see myself behaving in a way which I didn't think was congruent to me. So I was going out on the weekends on a Friday and a Saturday. I was taking recreational drugs. I was drinking too much. I was trying to just fill a point of my life where I was very lonely. And um, when I started to challenge myself a little bit more, and it was just as I started personal training, you know, and um, 
I sat at the end of my bed one day, I went, this has got to change. You, the only way you're going to change is by trying to work out what's wrong. Yeah. And luckily for me, and they say angels come into your world at different times to offer you a hand to, uh, which you, when somebody shares advice, you either take it or you miss it. Yeah. And people come into your life at, at, at certain times to offer you a hand. And I've done this recently with people that I mentor. I give them a hand, but they're just not ready to take the hand. Yeah. And at the time, one of my very close friends and clients who ended up coaching me for a long time with NLP and mindset and psychology just opened her arms to me one day. She said, you know you have a gift that the world needs? And I said, what do you mean? She said, you just have an ability with personal training to get your message across. This was a year in. And I'll tell you why. I had been personal training very short space of time, but when you suddenly realize that that is the place that you're gonna be for the rest of your life, I was truly happy. So when I went on the gym floor, all I wanted to do was help. All I wanted to do was help. So this lady, I was like trying to research as much as I could, even though I didn't have enough knowledge uh, comparative to what I do now, I just, I just wouldn't stop in my quest to try and find out how I could help her. She had endocrinology, um, endocrine dysfunction, severe endocrine dysfunction, which means her hormones, um, testosterone, estrogen levels, progesterone levels, growth hormone levels, they weren't optimal. And she was working with an endocrinologist and I got in my car and I drove to see the endocrinologist. So it just talked to me. How much impact is eating enough protein gonna have on her? How much impact is doing strength training gonna have on her? Try and teach me a little bit so I can link what I know basics about training to her. And she said, you have a gift that you're going above and beyond, you're helping me and I want you to have something. And she gave me a book called The Secret, which um, if anybody has never read it, this is my gift to you to go and buy it because it's a life changer. Because at the end of the day, what we realize within um, a little slight depth of quantum physics, but you know, if we act with intensity and we act on purpose and with energy and passion, we receive that thing that we are giving energy towards. And ultimately I was giving a lot of energy towards helping others and it was coming back to me with more clients. Yeah. And she said to read The Secret, and from The Secret I found John Martini. From John Martini, 15 years ago, I went to listen to one of his seminars on quantum physics and energy and um, self-mastery and human behavior. And that kind of began my journey. And then I went in to see Jane after I'd done a little bit of this course, course uh, studying. And I said, Jane, do you think it's truly possible for somebody to change? And she said, Mark, you can have anything you want in life. And I, and I, at that moment, Vaughn, when I can have whatever I want. And I, and I suddenly got a belief in me and I said, you know what, you don't know enough. This is where a growth mindset actually was already in place for me. But I went, I don't know enough. But what if I actually commit my life to learning absolutely everything that I don't know? And only recently I've worked with a lady who is one of the directors of the John D. Martini Institute. And I've been personally mental my which we just kind of a unique genius and to give some context to the listeners everything that I didn't have as a child I wasn't very big I didn't have very many friends I wasn't very intelligent um, I wasn't very confident and what's 
been very clear to me is that everything that I didn't have when I was younger that I perceived I didn't have, I've created the whole of that throughout my life where now I have a physique, I have a brain, I have a beautiful wife, I have fantastic friends, I have influence in the fitness industry, I'm helping people and I've got knowledge that is creating the most wonderful life for me but it's all been created by me. And ultimately, in 18 years, when I look back at um, what I've done, and this is this is possibly going to be slightly out there for people, but I manifested my wife, I manifested my life, I manifested my colleagues, my friends, my body, and it's not just oh, by the way, I worked hard. I don't believe in I, you know, I just worked hard to get to where I am because that doesn't give anybody that's listening to your story any context. Sure. I, I, I clearly, and you, you've talked about this in the email that you sent out to me, I pictured what I wanted in my life, and then I lived intentionally every day with the purpose of leading myself towards that. So, for example, if somebody wants a great physique, and they say, I want a great physique, great physique, but they're still going out on a weekend. If somebody wants a great physique, and they're just having three or four cheat meals a week, and they're not really sticking to their macros. If somebody wants a great physique, but they just have some sessions that are 70%. They're not acting with intentional purpose to have a great physique. So one of the big sayings that I have is, you have to live your life on purpose and live with the most highest intention. And so you, this is why you at the moment are receiving greatness in the form of financial security, why you've been able to leave your job and have a full-time team and online coaches, because I'm very proud of the work that you've done. Um, but you've just acted on purpose. And every day when you watch Vaughn's video, you know, when we put videos up of you squatting or leg pressing or doing whatever you do, all we're doing is repeating the same over and over again with the intention of getting a little bit better with each time. So self-mastery at the end of the day is, is making that intentional uh, focus on your life to purposefully improve your physical, mental, and emotional, and spiritual self over and over and over again, and learn every single tool in the middle of that journey that's going to help you get better at it. And the other, the last thing I'll say with this is never asking if you're there yet. Never being frustrated if you're there yet. Yeah. Because what, what, what blocks a lot of people in their journey through life is looking at where they want to get to, being frustrated that they're there, but they're not realizing that they're not frustrated, they're frustrated that they're not there, but they're not acting with intention and purpose. So then then becomes a conflict. And at any time when I feel that there's been any degree of conflict where I'm doing things that not are not aligned with where I want to go to, to the extent where I remember saying to my mum, mum, you know the girl I'm seeing at the moment? It, it, it's creating this kind of block in my head of whether or not I feel it's right. And then I went, it's not right. And then you just finish the relationship. Whilst it's cutthroat, it either complements the vision that you have or it complicates the vision that you have. And I've, and I've, I've always thought to myself, you, you're quite ruthless in the decisions that you make, such as leaving my hometown because the social network that I was around, whilst there were great people, I wanted to go on a completely different path. So I cut loose my social network. And I moved to Nottingham and then the gym was built and all I did was bodybuild every single day, and there was a part of my life where I focused very little on growing my business. I hadn't got any energy, I hadn't got any inspiration, I hadn't got any motivation to make more money, because the only thing that I had focused firmly in my front of my brain was if I'm gonna have a reputation, I've gotta build a body that people respect, admire, and gives me a, power, a level of influence in the industry to get me to 
network and meet the people that I've always wanted to meet. And I know you laughed at the beginning, but, you know, Ben Pekulski is a great friend of mine. And I haven't been able to meet Ben if it wasn't for the work that I've done on my physique. Because to get into Ben's sphere of influence, i.e. people he would want to spend time with, you've got to have something that he wants. Yeah. And he basically looked at my physique, he looked at my transformations, and I ended up writing for his website and ended up meeting him. And he looked at my, trans- my physique and he was like, holy shit. And interestingly, when we first met, I wasn't the body that I was a year later. And then when I did my show and I did a photo shoot, he messaged me about six months after we'd met. And he I was like, yeah. And, and so the reason I give you this kind of lengthy version of self-mastery is essentially you've got to have a clear vision of where you wanted to get to. And I had people like Charles Poliquin around me that gave me the ability to, to, to look at somebody and go, okay, there's a lot of his qualities that I want. But clearly, I have a fraction of what he knows. So the only way I'm going to get there is by studying what he studied, going to the sources of what he studied, living it, breathing it, using it, and repeating it. And what what I love is I love just listening to you talk. I often describe you as you like the Optimus Prime of the fitness industry, <laughs> right? Because you just hear and everything you say, the passion that you've got for self-mastery and everything that you do and you were actually the first person that told me about the link between understanding human behavior psychology and personal training and how that if you perhaps understood your clients a bit more and yourself you, you get better results and the minute that I started looking into I, I've not done John D. Martini yet I will but Tony Robbins and all that yeah. I, I, my results got a lot better but before that I was all you know one method this is the way you do it and this is how it's done so it took a lot for me to break down barriers within myself to realize actually what i'm doing is wrong and i want to have a little bit of what perhaps you guys had so i'm gonna change what i do now what i love is that you said and i literally had a conversation with this guy on instagram last night and someone said to me on insta i said i've been saying this stuff for three years just three years ago with how i looked i didn't have the credibility to for it to be you know, seen as something that was absolute. Now, you talked about that you spent years developing your physique. For someone listening, how long was that that you spent just developing your body before you were able to get in a room with Ben Pokolsky? Just just to give someone an idea, because some coaches out there or PTs might think, ah, I've trained for six months, but give them context. You, know, you moved away from home. It was a big decision for you. How, how long did you spend just building your physique? Well, uh, do you know what, Vaughan? This is the first time I'm actually ever going to speak about this. Um, and I actually have had quite a rush of emotion through my body right now. I'm a very emotional person, so excuse me. No, I, but emotion, I like emotion carries my life. Um, and, the, and the emotion I'm feeling right now is pride in the admittance of something. And it should never, we should never live with shame, right? We, there will always be shame, but there should also be pride. pride. Sure. So a point of this for me was I said to myself that in order for... Any, any level of uh, influential person to recognize me in the fitness industry, I have to build a body. And I have a, a vision. I mean, I remember watching Dexter Jackson's physique uh, when I first started personal training 18 years ago. And I, and I looked at his body and I was like, look at that midsection. Look at his body. I had muscular development magazines. And then I did personal training at uh, LA Fitness. I did that for four years. Then I opened up my own training facility. And when I opened up my first training studio, that was... Let's say 
13 years ago, right? 14 years ago. After two years of being in that facility, so that's 11 years ago, uh, I'd always trained. Now, bearing in mind, when I started at LA Fitness, so let's say 18 years, let's say 17 years ago, after a year of being there, I started to take my physique more seriously. I started to actually train more. So I'm going to say, I've known Ben now six years. So if we take six years of 17, it's taken me, it took me 11 years to get any level of acknowledgement for my physique. That's huge. Now, if you read a book called, ba by, called Bounce by um, Matthew Syed, his book talks about um, <coughs> achieving a, a, a level of excellence, achieving a level of expertise. And, and many, many, many experts talk about this, is that to, to achieve any level of expertise, it takes a minimum of 10 years of repeated effort at the same thing. And I actually look at this now and can say that I've done over 10 years as uh, building my physique purposefully. And when I put my post picture out the other, other day, that was an eight year difference between looking one way in my first studio and then getting to a point where I loved my physique. And I would say between eight and 10 years, I got to a point where I went, wow, I've got something that I deem as worthy of having a conversation with a bodybuilder. And if they ever said, what have you created? They'd be able to go, fucking hell, you did, sorry, you, you did a good job. Yeah. Oh, you can swear, man. I swear all the time. That's fine. But what I love is that... Well, it's... Um, yes. What I love is that there's so many people listening out there that perhaps coaches that are saying, you know... I've trained for one year and I've trained really hard and you know I can't pick up any more clients or whatnot when eight to ten years you spent developing your physique which is unbelievable and if that's not motivation for anyone out there to if you decide that you want to be in a room go if, you, if you're not please go follow Mark and listen and just follow everything he does and I'm sure he'll inspire you just as much as he inspires me now thank you mate uh, thank you we've talked a lot about self-mastery but I'm going to pick your brain a little bit, a tiny little bit about business for some coaches that are listening. And I think what you've just hit the nail on the head is the number one thing that perhaps coaches are, maybe perhaps quote unquote doing wrong, would be they're not spending time in the trenches, I say, developing their physique. And I was humbly reminded by that in 2016 when I saw yourself and all your coaches and I thought, damn, I need to go away and, and get a little bit bigger before I can have a conversation with these guys and feel what I would say worthy, but if we were to talk about that being the number one mistake out of say perhaps three, mm -hmm. if there was a couple other perhaps main things that, that you think that or see that coaches are perhaps doing wrong or perhaps could do better and, and the most common ones, what would they be in your mind? I think first thing, the first thing is comp comparing yourself to other people. Um, one of the big things about uh, comparing yourself to other people is that you minimize yourself. I talk about this a lot. When you compare yourself you're, to other people, you're essentially saying, I don't have that. Where in fact you do. You have it in different forms, different traits. And so one of the things that I had growing up was uh, I was comparing myself to Charles Poliquin. I also um, compared myself, uh, you know, comparing yourself is basically saying, this is who I am. I'm looking at this person and I don't have all of those things that they have. That's essentially what people are doing. But when you actually look at it, if you look at 
Ben about the physique that he's built, Charles Poliquin, and all the educators that I've ever learned from, people like Paul Cech, um, you know, Greg Cook, all these different people over the years that were teaching you function. You looked at them and went, I don't have, I don't have. One of the things about being um, overwhelmed and comparing yourself is that you're not, you haven't clearly decided a vision. That's the second one. Is that when you know where you want to go and why you value that journey so much and what impact it's having on your life, then you'll look at people and you'll realize they have a completely different journey that they're on. Like someone said to me the other day, Mark, I'm just quite overwhelmed. I compare myself to you and I don't have what you have. And I go, do you have a vision of teaching the fitness industry or the world how to, how to grow a business and build a brand? Do you have a vision of getting on a bodybuilding stage? And he was like, no, no. And I said, stop comparing yourself to me. Do you have a vision of living in London? Do you have a vision of having you know, a wife like mine? No. Talk to me about your vision. Uh, it's a little bit cloudy. And I was like, great. Well, the reason why it's cloudy is because you can't see because there's some level of emotional uh, imbalance that you have that's impacting you creating a vision. So step number one is comparing yourself. And you need to first and foremost acknowledge that you're comparing yourself. And then look at all the potential drawbacks that that person has that you wouldn't necessarily want anyway. And then you realize that possibly you can be uh, respectful and appreciative and grateful that you are following that person and learn from them, but respect the fact that you don't want to be that person and be your own person on this planet. And I have the immense pleasure of knowing that I am uniquely me. There is no one on this planet like me. I have done things, I will do things, and I behave in a particular way that no one can replicate. So when I put my content out there, when I do seminars, if someone delivers a seminar on body transformation and I do, it's not the same as me because you're not going to get me, right? So then you've got to understand, one, you're you. Two, stop comparing yourself. Three, have a vision. Um, and, and, and the third thing I think that is a massive missing link for fitness professionals is to stop seeing yourself as a fitness trainer. See yourself as a fitness business trainer. Because one area that a lot of coaches miss is the fact that whilst we wear tracksuits and shorts and t-shirts for a living, we run a professional business. And therefore, you deliver your, your services is all intentional with the idea of building a business. And when someone said to me about putting their prices up yesterday in an Insta story, and whether or not they don't want to hurt their client's feelings, I've got more concern about whether or not that person is helping me build my business, my reputation, and that person, in fact, for the money that they're spending is getting a result over whether or not they want to be my friend. Yeah. And honestly, I would be quite happy to leave a coach. Like, to me, I have my friends. My clients are colleagues. My clients are associates. There's a very big big difference between an associate and a friend. Yeah. And for me, my clients are with me for my knowledge. And I guarantee that if they got a, uh, to, to had to move to Dubai tomorrow, they would leave. So with me, I have to look at that same level of service is you're paying me. Are you getting a result? If you're not getting a result or you realize at this point that the client isn't any longer with you to achieve something, and therefore is just treading water, there is someone else waiting to train with you that values you 
to help them achieve a result. Now, I put a post out yesterday saying that your diary um, should not be full of the same clients if you want to achieve a reputation. And what I mean by that is the fact that to develop a business brain, I said I want to have a reputation, I want to be known for body transformation results, and I want people to know who I am. I can't do that with the same clients. So this goes back to understanding business, is that every decision that I made with my clients, with the coaching, was always about what vision I wanted. And I would say, am I keeping this client because I like them? Good business decision or bad business decision? Am I keeping this client because they're helping me grow my business, my reputation, and in turn, they're getting something out of me? Yes, let's stay together. So it's about understanding more about business, it's about having a vision, and it's to stop comparing yourself. And if those three things that you could take away from it and understand that you're uniquely you and going back to self-mastery, until you know you, the uniqueness of you and the vision that you are creating for yourself in your life, you will always find yourself comparing yourself to other people. And for those of you that don't know, uh, I had a business call with Mark two years ago. I think it was in 2017. And you said the same thing to me on that call as our most recent one, uh, let alone three months ago. And the first thing <coughs> we did was talk about uh, my content. And the first thing you said, you just went, Vaughn, stop trying to be someone you're not. Stop trying to copy someone and you, you're not showing who you are. And like it hit me right in the feels, but I was like, I said this to my fiance, I went, he's right. He's like, I, I'm trying to, you know, I think that without, you told me this, you said without a vision, you will naturally copy what you deem as successful because success leaves clues, right? And, and and I spent a lot of time not really kind of putting out who I was and hiding behind perhaps a logo that I thought, well, I wasn't shown any of, of who I was. Well, just on that point, which is very interesting, we live our lives in accordance with a set of values. Things that we value very highly. And when we are not acting in accordance with our highest values, then nine times out of 10, we live according to other people's values. So when someone doesn't know who they are, what they value and where they want to go, they tend to live their life in accordance with somebody else's. So I'll give you an example because I want you guys to understand that I'm vulnerable enough to let you in on where I let myself down slightly in, in, at points in my life. Probably about two years ago, um, 18 months ago actually, I uh, started to stop putting my uh, physique out. Like I stopped putting my training out, um, I stopped putting my bodybuilding out there, um, and I, I, I was studying a lot of different business stuff, right? So I was clearly, I was, you know, two years ago, sorry, I was moving into the, the business space, educating personal trainers how to build a business and a brand. And, and I was like, okay, my physique's not, not important, not important. Um, and I was watching all these entrepreneurs and doing what they were doing. And I suddenly started to talk about kind of success and entrepreneurism and all this stuff. And it didn't take me very long because every six months I realigned my values. And I went, Mark, what are you doing? You're basically trying to present content about successful, wealthy entrepreneurs that you're following. But one, you're following is not successful entrepreneurial multimillionaires, one. Two, your highest value still, one of my highest values is training. Right? You can't take that away from me. I, I freaking love training. <laughs> and on my... Um, coaches that that, um, uh, that follow me I, I believe that I should be leading by example and walking the walk I have a team in Nottingham that I respect immensely and I'm very proud of 
but I believe every leader should lead from the front. Um, and I want to be strong, I want to be stable, I want to inspire my children. I love being in the gym, I love being strong, and I find the body incredibly fascinating, and I still study it. And so when I look at that, I was like, well, hold on a minute, if it's that highly important to me, why am I not showcasing it? Second of all, who am I helping? I'm, we're gonna talk about this in a bit, target audience, who am I helping? Trainers, personal trainers, fitness professionals, and do you know one of the most important things? You're still a professional coach, one. In, when we start to look at problems that exist in the world and become more entrepreneurial, then we start to become more entrepreneurial. And I think coaches that are doing online training are not entrepreneurs. Yeah. They're personal trainers, not like coaches. Yeah. And then when you start to look at products and services and offerings and systems and teams and, and delegation and start to do the entrepreneurial traits, yes, you, you start to become an entrepreneur. You know, me starting the mentorship, the mastermind, mentoring programs, online courses, these are all additional income streams but also solving problems that exist in the world which is entrepreneurism could, could i interject because i feel there'll be someone listening that perhaps is thinking this question someone might not know what values mean so okay. someone, so, someone listening okay. might, might so, think i'm so not sure we, what that we is live, no, very very good point um we live our life in accordance with a lot of people assume values are things like love connectivity um kindness um which are, they're, they're, they are values, things that we value in other people, okay? And I value trust in other people. I value loyalty in other people. I, I, I value kindness. But here's the other thing with value. When you, when, you, when you value those things, if you expect other people to have the same values as you, you'll always be um, let down. So if I give somebody 200 pounds and they don't say thank you, that's fine. Because if I expect them to say thank you, I'm always going to be let down. Yeah. But if I give without expectation, if you do a personal training session for your client, your client doesn't say thank you, that doesn't mean they didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So there are values, are then things that you value in terms of traits that people possess. Then there are the things that you truly value highest in your life. So you ask yourself a set of questions, which John D. Martini put together, which is incredibly incredible. Um, questions and you start to ask yourself and living by accordance with your highest values allows you to stay true and aligned with and congruent with who you are and what matters to you stops you procrastinating because when you realize that nine times out of ten a lot of the things that we don't want to do on a day-to-day -day basis we're not linking to something that we truly value so I'll give you an example what do I love to talk about the most what do I love to do the most what surrounds my life on a day-to-day -day basis the most? Okay. Um, what do I think the most that's actually coming true? Okay. Just to give you a few of them, there's 13 questions, which if you go into the internet and type in John D. Martini values test, you'll be able to go through his full values process. And what this actually allows you to do is you go through 13 questions, you answer three answers for each question. And at the end of going through the process, you look at the question that's come up here the most across all answers. <clears throat> and you write that down and then the question the answer that's appeared twice across all of them then the answer that's appeared three times across all of them and then you find your three highest values of which mine is um, uh, my business and educating fitness professionals mm -hmm. it is training okay yep. um, and, and it is education right? learning more 
Yeah. Now, I was always concerned that wealth, making money and saving money and investing money was highest on my values. And, it, and when I realized it wasn't, but it doesn't mean it's not, it's fourth. Yeah. All right? That, that, that so long as I'm acting in accordance with helping other people, fitness professionals, building my body and learning, wealth will always come my way. And so when you act in accordance with your highest values, you're remaining congruent with what truly matters to you, which keeps you fulfilled, which stops you comparing yourself to other people, but also gives you a, tool, a skill set, which means if you are a tool doing a task, for example, writing an article, doing a blog, writing content for social media, and you're procrastinating, you're not doing it, you're putting it off. If you suddenly stop and say, you know, my wife... You know, I say it's not important to me. It's one of my highest values. Um, and the congruency between me and learning and teaching and studying. Like, I'm not somebody born that needs a life of freedom. If I'm serving fitness professionals all day, every day, I'm truly fulfilled. Yeah. I wouldn't be fulfilled sat on a beach one. 100%, man. And people talk, about, people talk about freedom to travel, freedom to spend time with other people, freedom to sit on a beach. And I got clients that I mentor that are in um, Instagram influencers and they set their business up to travel more, have a free life of freedom more. And I truly am, I, I, like I'm a personal trainer at heart, like working in the morning, 5.30 till nine o'clock at night, I did it for 15 years serving other people. And now I still work long hours in order to train and help more people in a form of mentoring. Um, and still have time to have a great life with my wife. I've orchestrated a lot around, someone said to me, why are you in London? They said, because after 18 years, not only can I be in London and I can live a life with my wife, but my wife is living according to her highest values, which is being at home. And as of Friday this week, she's quitting her job to work at home and build websites for fitness professionals. And me and her are gonna to live together at home, work together at home, helping fitness professionals build their businesses. And ultimately, when you're living in accordance with your highest values, what you want and the life that you want will manifest itself around you. And I think one thing that you've done is you've been able to make the jump to coaching remotely, to be at home, to be around your family, and whilst at the same time serving and helping people live their best life with their best body. And I think this goes back to what is values. It's living a life that's truly authentically yours. No one else's. Yeah, 100%. And I think... I needed that reminder from you a few months ago because in a long time I'd lost sight of, I, I knew internally I loved training, but apart from that, I wasn't, I wasn't really too sure what I valued. And for those of you that you don't know, um, I'm currently doing Mark's Brand Impact Mastery course and he got me to sit down and I sat down with my fiance and he got, a, got, you got me to write out our vision of where we want our life to be in five years. And then thus it was easy to make up the business vision. And then it gave a definitive purpose for a five-year, three-year, one-year goal, then break that down into daily tasks and everything that seemed mundane and not so important before became so important. It became, I'm getting up at 5 a.m. to do that because that links with where I want to be in five years. And it was a humble reminder for myself being a fitness professional, but I think it's a humble reminder for anyone out there that you can create the life that you want by simply, as you said, manifesting it, by knowing you know, who you want to surround yourself with, you surround yourself with Ben Pekulski, you know, and, and in regards to bodybuilding, if anyone knows knows who he is, and they should, if they don't, they've been living under a rock, that's up there, 
and I think it's inspiring, it inspires me every day seeing you within your journey and it should inspire everyone, anyone that's on a quest for self-mastery, whether it's to do with, I don't care if you're a PT or you're a bodybuilder, learn from what Mark's saying. But for those PTs that are out there, everything you've said, and I remember, if you told me this back in 2016, I would have went, whoa, I've got no idea what any of those are. So you've given them some golden nuggets. But also, what you talk about a lot of and what I was doing was, I wasn't really talking to my target audience of people that I wanted to work with. And you preach this a lot in your, in, the, in Brand Impact Mastery, and I'm sure in your Elite Mastermind. And here's, let's take an example. You often use Colin from Pure Gym as your example, right? But let's say someone out there is trying to help people lose, just lose body fat, and they're posting a, a big video of them doing 150 kilo hack squat, shouting, grunting, it's maybe not in alignment with their target audience. So if someone's kind of wondering, well, what does target audience mean? Could you maybe perhaps have that link between values, vision, mission, and the target audience, and then how someone can perhaps improve who they speak to and thus their business accordingly? Of course. Um, what we've been discussing for the last half an hour is probably more important in business than just learning money. And everybody, when we talk about business, they want to know, you know, how to make more money, how to create more social media posts, how to get an online client base. And I'm like, hey, hey, if you're truly congruent and learning and developing your skill set and building a reputation and building your physique and getting results for people, that's the fastest way to build your business. Because when you are truly living an authentic life, you won't be challenged with other people. You won't be writing crappy content. You'll be writing content that's aligned with what you're and you get your mission clear and you're able to explain how what it is that you do you're able to then realize truly who you're best to serve now i realize for example that my whilst i have had a lot of entrepreneurial vision i'm truly the most inspired to help personal trainers achieve something that i never thought was possible like genuinely if you said to me would you prefer to guide your business towards helping guys make six and seven figures or are you truly the most inspired helping personal trainers in their first one to five or six years uh, build their business, build their brand? Um, don't get me wrong, I've got a lot of people that are working towards six, you know, six plus figures, right? But the true inspiration is during my life I realized that I didn't have a lot of things and I realized that there are so many personal trainers that I absolutely adore helping. The reason being is what am I truly the most inspired by? Who do I want to help the most? And where am I best served to help those people? So when we look at our target audience, a lot of people say, oh, I want to work with physiques. And I'm like, okay, guy, but your physique isn't one that people are going to be inspired by right now. Two, your knowledge around physique training is nowhere near what it should be. And three, you've not been on the journey. And four, you've not got any results. So are you best served to coach those types of people now? Right, no, you're not. Where are you best served? Where's your knowledge at the moment? And at the moment, if your knowledge and your ability to showcase your results and your expertise, your experience at this level of time is all to do with coaching general population people, um, but then over, over the course of time, you get the best out of your general population clients to the point where somebody achieves a transformation, then you start to move into a different marketplace. You can have a vision of being a physique coach and act on purpose and in, with intention to achieve the very best results for general population clients. And after the point where you start to get more transformations, 
then they're the only level of results you post on your social media or on your Facebook page, and you have a, a set minimum standard of results that you post. And if you go back to my Facebook page, what you'll see is that my results in the early days were, and I was very proud of this, they were general population clients. They were general population clients doing very, very well and losing you know, certain amounts of body fat and improving their body shape. But then the more and more clients that I brought on board, I took those clients through, uh, I started pushing them a little bit harder because I started to learn a little bit more. And as I learned a little bit more, I could get even better muscle, muscle on them and fat loss. And over time, I moved into different target audiences. So when you went back and said, you know, what is a target audience? Target audience is essentially who it is that you currently coach. But it's not currently, it's not a target audience is not who you want to train. A target audience who is who you're skilled, most educated, and where you can actually demonstrate the most skill at this time and credibility. And then if you have a vision of wanting to get to a certain point, you use your knowledge, expertise, and research and development to help you get to that point. But I think a lot of trainers at the moment, they want to start online coaching, so they start talking about body transformations, but they've got nothing to back that up. And I think one of the number one things that every personal trainer should do, and we do this on our personal training mentorship, is we ensure that everybody not only trains, but transforms their physique. You cannot teach business if you've not built a business. Yeah, I look at a lot of people doing business mentorship. Now, done digital marketing courses, business courses, had a mentor. You do not know how to run a business after four years. Now, you, you, you've still got to go through all the ups and downs, the, the highs and lows, the financial worries and highs and stress, stresses and strains. Um, if you're building an online business, how did you build an online business? There's still a lot to learn. And I still think that you know, a lot of people are dissolving their um, their experts, dissolving their, their expertise to try and increase income streams when realistically the, the main one still hasn't developed itself into uh, what it potentially could be. So I think one thing that people should do is know who their target audience is, know what their business is, stay in their lane, and, 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 and do it to the best of their ability because a lot of people are chopping and changing too much, which basically means that, you're, <clears throat> that the target audience that you want to attract need to see a very clear message from you consistently. And a lot of personal trainers make the mistake of getting to a certain point with general population clients and then wanting to do body transformations and then or trying to teach body transformations and they've not done body general population. You've got to stay on a consistent path long enough for, especially from a social media perspective or people in the gym, to know exactly who it is that you coach. And I think that what you said there, I got a reminder of that in 2016 and uh, I think one of your colleagues was was, was chatting about... Um, one of the education camps and you kind of butted in and you were like guys if you want to prep people prep your fucking self and I was like yes. yeah yeah, 100% I was currently going to that the first time and for me personally I, I sort of used what you got what you sort of educated us and I, I trialed it and sometimes it, it worked a little bit so I'd maybe make a slow transition I'd still talk about as you said when you become the expert of just weight loss just speak about weight loss and then when you slowly transition you could every now and then put a post about fat loss and then transition over but I got that question a lot and it was more so because I'm taking on a couple of coaches next year that people said Avon, what would I need to do to consider you know um, for you to consider me and I was like well you got to do it yourself first and you got to start producing results and I was humbly reminded by that of you a couple of years ago but I think what would be a good transition from everything we've spoke about self-mastery, vision, values, target audience is perhaps you just give the listeners a little bit more about 
what it is you do in regards to your mastermind course that you've got, the brand thing about mastery, but I think what's a huge golden nugget for a Scottish podcast is to talk about the fact that you're coming up to Scotland in Edinburgh we to, are. to do your education so, camps. So first, I think the first thing I will drop in is on the 21st and 22nd of March, myself and Dan Smith, who is the director of personal training for me at M10, um, we're bringing our two-day seminar up to Scotland for the first ever time. So in Edinburgh, 21st, 22nd of March, we are teaching day one our, our, our framework for how to coach general population clients, uh, which includes our matrix, which is our unique formula of how we come to the decision of how we set somebody up and how we take somebody through the coaching process. And then on day two, we, we are teaching how to coach body transformation clients. And we're looking at the science, uh, the hormones, the training, the nutrition design, uh, how to make adjustments, and how to, with the body transformation, how to present the final product product at the end of a body transformation. So those two days are invaluable. Um, and uh, they're a big part in our, uh, the, the, the start, they, they serve as the start of the journey for a fitness professional, personal trainer, to learn what we do, but it's a small part of what we do. And they lead into our personal training, um, private mentoring, mentorship program that we run as well so i have two sides of what i do uh, we have the gym we have personal training um at m10 in nottingham we have a gym membership as well but obviously a big part of what we do is teach personal trainers how to build a business and a brand and ultimately from my perspective um one of the biggest missing links in the fitness industry is not just becoming a personal trainer but understanding how to take yourself from being a fitness professional to a fitness business professional so two programs that i have one is Brand Impact Mastery, which is a 12-week online business course, which you're doing at the moment, which has an incredible community of which the rest of this morning uh, is going to be spent going through all the check-ins of everybody that's done this week, and I do a weekly roundup video for everybody. Um, and uh, we've had some incredible successes from that, and it's my opportunity to mentor a lot of people at a fraction of what I charge for my private mentoring coaching. And then the second thing I do, which starts on January the 17th, is my highest level coaching and mentoring program, which is essentially a one-on-one. -on -one. There's 20 people in the group. But it is one-on-one -on -one with me. I've been working with me for six months to take their business and life vision and create a framework so that it turns into a reality. Um, and essentially, I will break down every part of your vision, your business, your life vision, and give you every single tool and framework to turn it into, uh, take it on a journey to achieving success. Now, I never promise a six-month transformation. I never, a, a six-month transformation of six figures. Uh, if there's somebody that can double the revenue on it, then they will. If there's somebody that needs to build a business framework, so building a branding framework, financial systems, understanding profit and loss and taxes, understanding, systemizing the business so that you're not run ragged by doing everything yourself, learning how to delegate and automate a lot of your business, um, and then learning how to run operations and systems to make your business more effective and efficient. And then finally, um, I bring down my director of marketing, Sarah, um, and we go through a lot of lead generation, marketing, paid advertising, website development, email marketing, website uh, article creation. It's a whole business framework, and then we finish on, on selling. So throughout the whole six months, I am personally mentoring every single trainer that's on it into how to run their business more effectively, efficiently, and build a framework that would lead them forward to success. So that's my highest level program. 
um, to work with me personally. But like I said, our whole framework with M10 is around helping personal trainers have a fulfilling, successful and happy career. And for anyone listening that's thinking about going to any of those, do it. I did you guys' uh, I think it was I can't remember the name of it, it was called different in two thousand sixteen. Theory Day. That, that's the one, right? And it gave me uh, a framework to be able to try and prep someone for a photo shoot and I it formed the the sort of baseline methodologies we still use today. So not only have as Mark taught me that that's still present that we've found <coughs> our own We've tweaked. I, you know, you're very a massive influence on what I do with business. So anyone listening that's perhaps seen any difference in my content, and what we do, it stems from this man. So I would 100% agree and back up that his brand impact mastery is a bargain for what you get from it. He gives you all the tools. You simply have to go do it. Now, I'm well aware of time, Mark. But what I want to do is to wrap up, and I ask this to every guest that comes on, is Briefly, perhaps in a minute or two, would you be able to tell someone what has been the biggest lesson you've learned in life? Do you know what? Do everything that you can to reach a point of happiness. I was truly the most, saw the most growth in my business at any given point where I was happy and aligned with what truly mattered to me. And my biggest lesson in life is to do everything that you possibly can to know you. Because you know when you know you, life is effortless. Yeah. And one of my best mentors actually said to me that life should be effortless ease. And you know what's funny? You can have multiple income streams. You can have a lot of people, different people working for you. The only time when everything comes chaotic, even when you're just personal training, is when your emotions in your head are running ragged. And when your emotions are going from pillar to post, you're unfulfilled. It will affect relationships. It will affect where you're going in life. And when I actually look at since the age of 25, 25 prior to that, there was so much conflict and challenge. I know that everybody in their life born is going to go through conflict, challenge. But don't ignore it. When you've got conflict and challenge and mixed emotions, be interested to know what it means. Because if you're feeling challenged and you can't move forward, it's not an excuse to look at that and say, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, that's just me, I've always been like this. It's not. You don't have to be like that. And, and, and I have had anxiety. I've had been chronically stressed. I've been overwhelmed. I've had sleepless nights for many years. And then I was like, but what if I learned how to not be like that? And my other, one of my mentors also said to me, is if you live with the word what if and how, and you know what, when I prolapsed the disc in my back, um, I saw an osteopath and he said to me, uh, and he wasn't the right person, and then I spoke to another person who was an incredible, credible um, brain uh, around spinal injuries, and he said, you know what you need? Whenever you get injured or whether you get stuck, he says, who would David Beckham see? And the reason they say this is people who haven't got a track record of success, people who haven't got a proven framework and formula for what they're doing because it costs not a lot of money. So a lot of people go to the, to the local counselor if they've got a bit of depression or an NHS doctor for a bit of advice. 
I remember Charles Poliquin telling me about functional medicine. And I said, where did you learn this from? And he went, the Institute of Functional Medicine. They run a five-day conference, which is two and a half grand. I went, done. John Martini, I did his breakthrough experience. I went, who the hell out of your organization is going to help me with my vision planning for 2020? Right, reach out to his director. How much does that cost? Right, that's not a lot of money. I'll pay it. You're the type of person born that's paid. And I said to somebody the other day when they said to me, what's your best advice in business? I went, pay to play. Yeah. And I've spent over £100,000 on my education. Wow. Right? I have probably travelled more than most. I don't think there's been many trainers in the last uh, 10 years that have contacted me, and I've sat down with them and said, talk me through your education list. And I don't do this to compare against other people because it was just for my purpose. But if you go on my website, m10fitness.co.uk, there's probably half of what I've studied and done. Um, and some of it's been valuable. Some of it's been a, just a, a great trip and meet great people. But pay to play, see the best people. And when you've got challenging emotions, learn to listen to what they are. Because when you get through what they are and you learn what they are and you manage your life according to them, you're going to make a great place in your life, space in your life for the next great thing to come. Um, so every time I've, I've, I've had challenge, I've looked for what it means. Um, and when I've looked for what it means, I've been able to manage it. When I've been able to manage it, it's opened up a space for me to progress. Um, and you know with me, Vaughan, there's never one quick way to answer a question. So unfortunately, that took a little bit of time. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully that has given a bit of a nugget um, to people to give them something to work with. Mate, I think that the whole episode has given many a golden nuggets for everyone. For anyone that perhaps feels lost, I know I did. I did a couple of years ago. I reached out to Mark. I felt <coughs> lost earlier on this year. I reached out to Mark, and everything that he's just told you was is what he said to me in more detail. And uh, I just want to share a story before we finish up, which was uh, I had a, a business call with Mark, and he sent me some stuff, and he said, I've got 20 minutes free on Friday to go on call again. I said, I'd love that. He spent an hour and a half on that call with me just because he was pumped up, he was inspired, he was motivated to help. And I think that's an example of how much this guy cares about what he does and he's not in it for any sort of financial gain. He's in it for fulfillment and that comes through helping fitness professionals lead a more fulfilling life and, and better business. So, mate, for me, for everything you've done over the years and, and, and more recently, thank you. I, I couldn't appreciate more. But for anyone out there that wants to, wants to get in touch with you, they want to contact you, they want to find out a bit more about you, Perhaps they want to sign a book that you maybe perhaps might write soon. Where could they get in touch with you? Well, you can... I always like to do this, right? No one's ever going to come and do courses with me, mastermind with me, uh, brand impact mastery with me, just on impulse, like right now. Oh, you know, Vaughan said do it, do it. There are some that just, just say, right, I'm going to take action. I like people to get to know me. And you'll find that with my YouTube channel, with my Instagram channel, and also the podcast, I give you every opportunity to get to know me. The first thing is, do I gel with you? Do I blend with you? Do my values gel with you? Because whenever you work with anybody, whenever you come and learn from anybody, make sure you're hiring people that you are inspired by, you want to learn from, rather than just doing it, because you won't listen if you don't. So my advice to you is to come on my, um, uh, listen to the podcast, which is the Mastery Podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Um, and you can also go to my Instagram page, Mark Coles M10. Um, and to have a little bit of a backstory journey, uh, my YouTube channel is still extremely busy with a lot of videos that I put up over the years to learn about training and, and, and one thing or another. Um, but uh, immerse yourself in, in my world, learn a little bit about what I do, um, and in 
next year. I'm taking my time with the book because there's so much to it, but I'm writing a, a book about how to navigate your journey through the fitness industry. So uh, we're 30,000 words deep. Um, it takes a little bit of a break as I keep dissolving myself into the world that, that, that I've been through to, to best serve the people that I'm reaching out to with the book. So it's not going to be a quick one. It's going to take its time and make sure it's great when it finishes. So, uh, yeah, follow me on those routes and um, uh, hopefully you'll pick up some bits. Yeah, I look forward to, to reading that, my man. So for anyone listening out there, uh, for me and Mark, I think we can both say we hope you had an amazing Christmas and whatever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans. <laughs>